What's up and welcome to Locked On Bucks Friday Fantasy Football Focus. I am James Yarko, joined as usual by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. If you missed the last episode when we premiered this last week, here's how it's going to go down. I've taken quarterbacks. David has taken running backs, wide receivers. I take tight ends. He takes defenses. And then I will give you some DFS plays at the end of the show. Uh, We are going to give you a start, a sit, and a sleeper at each position. It's going to be a quick show. Just a little bit of fantasy advice heading into the weekend. And as we're heading into the fantasy football playoff stretch here, Uh, at the end of the regular season. So I'm going to go ahead and jump in now, and we're going to start with the quarterback position. My start for this week, Matt Ryan against the Dallas Cowboys. Matt Ryan has at least 30 points this season in four of his five games at home. Dallas's defense has not been all that great. They did play well against the Philadelphia Eagles, but I like that matchup for Matt Ryan. You know, Julio has continued to go off. You know, Calvin Ridley, Tevin Coleman, and and uh, Ito out of the backfield. I, I really like uh, Matt Ryan up against the Dallas Cowboys. My sit for this week is a guy that I warned everybody to avoid last week as well, and I am really down on Matthew Stafford from the Detroit Lions. He's going up against the Carolina Panthers, who were embarrassed by Ben Roethlisberger on Thursday Night Football the week before, but they're back at home now, and Matt Stafford has less than 20 fantasy points in five straight games. That offense didn't look like it had a clue what it was doing. They shipped Golden Tate out. Now you have questions about Marvin Jones, health that leaves Kenny Galladay carry on Johnson it's it's a mess in Detroit avoid Matthew Stafford at all costs and finally my sleeper and a lot of you are not going to like this Eli Manning at home against the Buccaneers. He's coming off of a three touchdown performance against San Francisco on the road and Tampa Bay has allowed 20 or more fantasy points to the quarterback position in all but two games this season week two against Nick Foles in this past week against Alex Smith. Eli Manning has the weapons to take advantage, and I expect a really solid day out of him. Even with the offensive line questions, he can get the ball out of his hands quickly, get it to Odell, get it to Shepard. Ingram is going to be a factor uh, at the tight end position, and they're starting to utilize Saquon Barkley more in the passing game. So Eli Manning, if you if you need a stream this week, I think he's chances are he's available on your waiver wire. I think he's only owned in about 17% of ESPN fantasy leagues. He's going to be a solid play this weekend. With that, David, why don't you give us our running backs for this week? All right. So for running backs, again, I'm going to give you a, a start, a sit, and a sleeper. And uh, my starter this week is going to be Alex Collins from the Baltimore Ravens. I think Alex Collins is going to be in line to have a potentially big week uh, this this week for you if you if you need someone to step up for your fantasy team. Right now, the Bengals are giving up 26.3 points per game on average to opposing running backs. And in week two, when, when the Ravens and Bengals last faced off, Collins got 90 all-purpose yards. He didn't get a touchdown, which obviously would have helped uh, boost his numbers, but 90 all-purpose yards. Obviously, he's going to have an opportunity to score when he's picking up that kind of yardage. and he did all that despite only having nine carries back then. Well, he's had double-digit carries for the Ravens every single week since then, except for one. So obviously the Ravens are getting him a little bit more involved. I mean, he's not getting 20 carries a game, but he's getting a little bit involved in the passing game. He's getting more carries than he was towards the beginning of the season. 
and they're at home. So big divisional game for this team, and I think they're going to lean on Alex Collins a little bit more than maybe uh, we saw in their first matchup. My sit is Joe Mixon uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, he, he scored nine points against the Ravens in week two in Cincinnati. Now he's on the road. Again, it's a big matchup, and playing on the road on big matchups is always a little bit harder to do. And couple that with the fact that he showed up today on the injury report with a knee injury that he sh- that he suffered during practice. He was still a limited participant, so you know all signs still kind of point to him playing. But if he's got a banged-up knee, they're already missing A.J. Green. They're on the road. Uh, it, it just doesn't look good for Joe Mixon. And then my sleepers coming out of Oakland against the Arizona Cardinals and his running back Jalen Richard. The Cardinals are giving up the third most points to running backs this season in fantasy football. And granted, Doug Martin's kind of getting the lion's share, especially of the carries. So he might also be like a, a sleeper, you know, one alpha. But Jalen Richard is getting extremely involved in the Raiders offense in the passing game. And I think that they'll kind of kind of lean on him to do that a little bit more. And he's always got breakaway speed and, and ability. A guy I've liked for quite a while there in Oakland. Uh, but it kind of looks like they're they're finally trying to figure out how to use them. So for the wide receivers going going straight into that group, kind of like your uh, your your quarterback group there, Buccaneers fans aren't going to like this. So hopefully we've got some Bucks fans that don't mind a little bit of honesty. But Sterling Shepard is my start this week. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are giving up the second most fantasy points to to wide receivers so far, and Sterling Shepard is coming into this game having had two other very impressive performances against NFC South teams. Uh, one against New Orleans Saints where he had 77 yards and a touch and one against Atlanta where he had five catches for 167 yards. What those three teams, the Buccaneers, the Saints, and the Falcons have in common, other than being in the NFC South, is they're all in the top five this season and giving up fantasy points to wide receivers. So Sterling Shepard knows how to take advantage of defenses that like to give up points to receivers. I don't see any reason why it won't be different uh, this week as the Buccaneers defense is obviously going to have their hands full there with Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Saquon Barkley. My sit of this week, and... Before everybody freaks out, is mostly a daily. Well, no, not mostly. It is a daily fantasy kind of, of of piece of advice. My my one trip into DFS this week, as as James will give you the the real stuff later. It's Antonio Brown. Um, listen, the Jaguars are giving up the fewest points per game to wide receivers. The Jags are going to look to bottle them up. They're going to try to force the Steelers to look elsewhere. They're not going to want to let AB be the person who beats them. And I just think that the cost he's going to carry in daily fantasy. You're not going to want to spend that kind of money for the for the potential production you're going to get out of them uh, there against the Jaguars this week. So again, that's a DFS only. Obviously, if you've got them in season, uh, if you've got them in a year long, you know, f- uh, fantasy league like I do, you're obviously going to roll with them. Um, sleeper for this week is going to be Amari Cooper. Since joining the Dallas Cowboys, he's actually done pretty well for himself. Um, I know that there's still not a lot of buzz around him, and there's probably still a lot of speculation around him. The Cowboys themselves are kind of underperforming and underwhelming. So looking at the surface, you may not see Amari Cooper as a guy who who can give you some some points, but he's done pretty well. The Cowboys are definitely trying to get him involved, and I, I think that they're going to continue that trend. And the Falcons, that are the team they're facing this week, we already talked about them, right? Top five in the league and giving up fantasy points to wide receivers. So this this looks like a good week to go ahead and roll out. Uh, Amari Cooper, if you've got him or if you can somehow go pick him up. All right. Well, that brings us to the tight end position and my start of the week. Uh, well, he he comes with a little bit of an asterisk next to his name, and it's O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard is an absolute mismatch for anybody in the Giants secondary, in their linebacking core. He can dominate the game against the Giants, but that asterisk is if Todd Munkin is calling plays and we're not going to know who is calling plays, if they even announce it. Uh, Dirk Cutter had come out and said, 
that they'll decide who's going to call plays once they have the game plan fully installed Thursday night. So whether they make an announcement or not, we don't know. But if Todd Munkin is the play caller, I absolutely love O.J. Howard this weekend against New York Giants. My sit for this week is Kyle Rudolph. Look, I'm a huge Kyle Rudolph fan. He actually went to high school near where I live, and and I followed his career just out of you know support of of the local kid. But he has not been Kirk Cousins' guy. He has not had the impact with Kirk Cousins at quarterback as he has the past couple seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. His targets. In the last four games, and we all know a lot of fantasy is predicated on opportunity. He's not getting the opportunity. His targets the last four games, four, one, four, two. A lot of people are hanging on to him, hoping for that breakout game, and it's just not going to come. Kyle Rudolph, if he's on your team, bench him. If you can get somebody else off the waiver wire, I highly recommend that you do so. And that includes this guy, my sleep. Uh, my sleeper pick for tight end. Again, Bucks fans aren't going to like this, but give me Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is just like OJ Howard in this matchup. He is a mismatch for anyone that will cover him. Should Levante David end up being out of this game? You know, he's he's down with the M- MCL sprain, and that's going to weaken the Bucks linebacking core. And the Bucks have had some trouble against the tight end position last week. Jordan Reed had been a non-factor all season long until he went up against the Buccaneers defense, and he looked like the old Jordan Reed. And he was somebody that I was saying avoid. You know, but this Buccaneers defense has trouble with those big tight ends, and Evan Ingram fits that mold. Now, the only question is can Ingram hold on to the ball? That's going to be a big thing, but I think he's going to get enough volume opportunity to make it worth your while to start him if you need a streaming tight end option. David, how about some uh, defensive players before we get into the DFS picks? All right, so for defenses, uh, my start this weekend is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. And honestly, Blake Bortles actually, I mean, a lot of people probably assume he's the reason I'm picking the Steelers as a start this week. Blake Bortles has thrown no interceptions in three games. He's lost two fumbles in the exact same time span. Blake Bortles is going to give the Steelers a turnover or two, and that's going to give them options and and possibilities to even score on defense. Uh, TJ Watt's probably going to be firing and trying to get in there if he doesn't get ejected uh, from the game. Uh, So I just, I I like the Steelers matchup here against, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're a smart, smart start for the weekend. Uh, My sit is going to be the, be the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I don't know something about the Tennessee Titans. Like they just kind of look like they're getting better week to week. Uh, Mitch Trubisky or Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota uh, is looking better and better each week. I really think this team is kind of starting to to find their path, so to speak. Um, I think the Indianapolis Colts, who have had some big defensive weekends in fantasy football this season, I don't think this is a week they're going to get it. I think the Tennessee tie damage on them, so they're definitely a sit for me. And then my sleeper is the this is the Houston Texans. Coming into this game, the Houston Texans are defense number eight uh, right now in, in fantasy football rankings. So it's not like they've been a bad defense anyway. But I think this week they have the opportunity to come in as this week's defense number one. They're playing the Washington Redskins. Um, we saw last week against Tampa Bay, the Redskins are just not a very good offense right now with that banged up offensive line. Alex Smith still is not exactly a deep ball passer. They've got some other things going. Adrian Peterson is, is you know, he's still AP on some days, but in some weeks he's just, he, you definitely see his age on him. 
I think the Houston Texans uh, defense is going to be able to take advantage of all of these things that are kind of snowballing for the Redskins offense. And I don't see the Redskins squeaking out a win against the Houston Texans the way they did last week against the Buccaneers. All right. Well, David, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up with some DFS picks. And of course, as I did last week, I'm going to use FanDuel's price model when I do these picks. That's where I'm in a, a DFS league. That's the one that I use. Um, I, I've never gotten uh, into DraftKings, so I'm using their price model. But again, a lot of the, the prices tend to be pretty similar between the two options. And here's what I'm going with. Um, the Rams and Chiefs game has an over-under of 63.5 points. And David, we didn't talk about any Rams players or any Chiefs players. I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion if you have them, you start them. Those are, are high-powered right. offenses. You want those guys in your lineup. But for DFS, my stack of the week was not good last week when I picked Dalton and Boyd. Uh, I figured they would have a solid game and a negative game script where they were going to have to to air the ball out a little bit more. The Bengals just looked absolutely atrocious. So my stack of the week this week, quarterback Jared Goff costing $8,300 and wide receiver Robert Woods costing only $7,500 and you've lost Cooper Cup for the season. Those targets are going to have to go somewhere. I look for Robert Woods to get a few more targets this week split with Brandon Cooks. The the Rams don't utilize their tight end basically at all. It's Gurley, it's Woods, it's Cooks, it's Cup. That's pretty much been it. So I look for those guys to have a really big big game. Um, my running backs, Marlon Mack at only $7,000. He has asserted himself as the guy in Indianapolis. He's He runs well. He's utilized in the passing game, and he has that big playability, and you look for that kind of thing in DFS especially in those cash games when you only have to finish in the top 50%. So I like Marlon Mack at the $7,000 price point. I also like Tevin Coleman against the Dallas Cowboys. He's at home. Uh, he, he's losing out on those goal line carries, which hurts. But again, you have the big playability in both the run and the pass game. For Tevin Coleman, he's only $6,800. I like him a lot. Going back to that Rams-Chiefs game, I was absolutely stunned when I saw that Tyreek Hill is only $7,900. So I have Goff, I have Robert Woods, and I have Tyreek Hill all in my DFS lineup on what is the highest over-under of the week. My other wide receiver is somebody that David talked about. It's Sterling Shepard. And for all the reasons that David said, I love Shepard at only $6,300. My tight end, I'm going back to Indianapolis. Give me Jack Baby Hands Doyle. He's only $5,400 in order to get Goff and Woods and Hill in my lineup. I had to cut costs a little bit somewhere else. Jack Doyle at $5,400. He didn't get the opportunity last week because um, David helped me out, the, the other tight end. I was confusing with Evan Ingram. Ebron, Eric Ebron, he was the guy for that game. I think Doyle gets back on track this week. My defense, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. They're facing that awful Detroit Lions offense. Matthew Stafford was my sit of the week. I like the Panthers defense at home this week. They only cost $4,000. And in my particular league, we also have a flex play. And I went with Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. He's been utilized a lot in Dallas. He's playing better in Dallas than he did in Oakland. I like him uh, this week. And he only cost $6,600. So I was comfortable there 
with that flex play. So those are my DFS picks. David, anything else before we uh, get out of here? Uh, no, that was it. Good luck. And uh, hopefully we are correct in some of the things that we said. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, you can check out everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DH82 underscore Bucks. We would like to thank all of you for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. <laughs>